Welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life matters. Your host, Coach Rhea, is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Radio Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello and welcome, my friends. I am your host, Coach Rhea. Thank you so much for being here live on the air with me. I am always so grateful for you, for each one of you, for listening to my show live, archived, and also for downloading the show on iTunes. I do appreciate you all. Much love to you. Just a quick introduction. I am the founder and the CEO of Your Life Now. It's a professional life coaching company. On this show, we try to cover a lot of different topics related to our everyday life on a personal as well as a professional level. Some of the areas that affect our life are as follow but not limited to our personal growth, professional growth, money, finances, spirituality, health, fitness, and also overall the quality of life. On this show, we have guests that come and help me along the way, and sometimes I host the show solo. Before I bring on my guests, I would like to set my intention as usual. My intention of doing this show is to help inspire you. I like to help inspire you to make some positive changes in your life so you can live the life that you desire. It's all up to you. All I ask of you on the show is to have an open mind and an open heart. Take what is useful for you and question everything. It's your right, your life, so make the decision that is right for you. My guests are professional in their field, so if you like, you can reach them directly from the information I provide on the show. And remember, this show is intended to be for information purpose and also thought-provoking. If you'd like to know more about me and how I can help you and be in service to you, please visit my website at www.coachingbyria.com. You can also send me a message here on the show, so make sure you follow the show for up-to-date information. You can also email me at coachria, one word, at gmail.com. That's coachria at gmail.com. I'm also on Skype. So please reach out to me if I can help you in any way. Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Welcome, welcome, my friends. Thank you for being here. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thank you so much for joining us, whether you're listening to the show live, archive, or if you listening to it on iTunes, if you had downloaded there. Thank you all for supporting the show. Just a quick reminder, if you'd like to know more about all the feature guests that are coming on for the upcoming year or any information that I share with you on the show, make sure you follow the show. And one more thing, the show is also available on Stitcher app. So if you have a smartphone and you like to listen to any of my episodes on the go, I will um, suggest that you recommend that you download the app Stitcher and all the shows should be there. So thank you again for all your support. And uh, so today we have a very special show for you. Um, I realize as 2013 is coming to close, it's really hard to even believe that we already 
um, moving along in December, and uh, we're going to be looking into a new year and hopefully a great opportunity. I have faith that a lot of great things are going to be happening in the new year. But what I decided to do is uh, to look back at some of the best moments we have we had on the show and some of the best guests that came in on the show and some of the best information we shared here on the show. I really hope that I have inspired you, you know, to take a look, a close look at your life and make some positive changes that are benefit for you. You know, remember, you know, you got to question everything. You heard me say that. So whatever you learn here on this show, it's really for information purpose and also thought-provoking. But I do encourage you to process some of this information that we share here on the show and see if you can, if it can help you somehow in your life. It's all up to you. You're always in control. Know that. And no one should tell you what to do. You should be making a decision that is right for you. So my job is to make sure that I give you enough to make the right choice for you. So, you know, some of the guests that I'll be sharing, some of their highlights from their shows today, they had inspired me, and I know they had inspired you because they have been featured here on my show, Um, so I decided to bring them on. This is going to be part one of the best of 2013. So here are some of the guests that you will be listening to some of their uh, part of their interview, um, like the amazing uh, New York Times bestselling author, uh, Dr. Alden Taylor, my dear friend. Also, my friend, Dr. Shaker, is going to be talking about Ayurveda. Danielle Melstein, 17 cents and a dream. You know, it's, a, it's about a, a Russian immigrant who came here at a young age and, and struggled and, and beat the odds. And now he's a millionaire, actually multimillionaire. And uh, he also shared his dream on the show. And also, last but not least for today's show, is Craig Merriweather. And Craig is the author of 180 degree. He talks about depression, so we're going to cover that on the show, also part of it, and how he overcame depression in his own life by, again, sharing some really helpful information. Now, we're going to start with Dr. Shaker and the topic of Ayurveda. So, again, a quick uh, um, uh, information about Ayurveda, if you haven't, you know, if you don't know what it is, it's an ancient Indian medical practice. And uh, Dr. Shaker has been practicing Ayurveda for since 1988. And uh, uh, Ayurveda trying to bring your mind and body uh, and soul connection to find harmony in your life. And he shares some great tips on the show. I mean, I know it's a holiday now, and, and we tend to do a lot of things. And then starting the new year, because he came on actually in the beginning of the year, and he shared about how he talks your body and some of the things that we really need to pay attention to. So with all that being said, I will uh, play Dr. Shaker, some of the best uh, of Dr. Shaker interview. So please stay tuned. Let's take a look at this um, ancient practice called Ayurveda. This ancient practice is literally over 5,000 years old. Um, Ayurveda seeks to restore the natural balance and state of health to mind, body, and soul through its body-mind-soul approach. Now, Ayurveda has been found to significantly improve several chronic health conditions, which Dr. Shaker will, you know, will talk about some of these things. But Ayurveda focuses on living in tune with nature, its principle, 
you know, connecting universal, you know, principle with our own body by connecting in both mind, body, and soul. Ayurveda strives to improve harmony in our lives. So let's hear what Dr. Shaker has to say about Ayurveda. Dr. Shaker, after all, is an Ayurveda doctor, and he's been practicing it for many, many years. He also has a wellness center here in Pennsylvania, and he does a lot of work in India and abroad. More and more people are uh, uh, changing their lifestyles, and they are seeking for good health and good lifestyle and everything. That's very important. Uh, we can see that a lot of people are coming this uh, direction, and I feel uh, that's really good. The body having an uh, inner body and outer, outer and you said that this is the, uh, the lamp at the door, which is, uh, the illuminates the, the outer vision and inner vision, which is Ayurveda clearly mentioned in the ancient time, is about 5,000 years back, it mentioned as a Eda Pinde Tada Brahmande. This is the Sanskrit verse, it's from Rigveda, it is clearly mentioned there. Eda Pinde Tada Brahmande means so microcosmics, cosmos to the macrocosmos. As we are representing the whole universe, we are representing every individual unit, individual person is entirely in the universe. Like uh, five, three elements in the body, like um, uh, five elements in the body, like air, uh, earth and space and uh, water and fire, all the elements are there which are there in the universe also. For example, the space, which is the element in the nature, and which is space from the one place to another place is a space. And that space between the cosmic energies, between the space, between the, the, um, uh, the uh, energies of the Mars and, um, um, and um, uh, Earth, and all the elements are there, the space is there. In the body also there is a space is there. That space is called interstitial space between the cell to cell and organ to organ and um, between the uh, body parts and everything is in the space. In the Akasha, this is the uh, cosmic energies are uh, stored in that body. So then, earth element, which is in all the organs are comes under the earth element in the body physiology. And right. water element, which is in our cytoplasm and the plasma, blood, and all the water substance in the body that all comes under the plasma and the earth water element. Fire energy, which is in our hormonal enzyme, hormones and enzymes and nutrition and everything is covered by the, the fire energy. And air energy, which is breathing, which we are doing. Without breathing, we cannot live. That is, which we call as a prana in the mm. energy. So that pranic energy, that uh, cosmic energy, which is connecting to the outer breath, to inner breath. So these are the five elements which governs the internal body and maintains the good health. Again, boil down to three energies in the body. These five right. elements are turning into the three energies in the body. Those are called vata, pitta, kapha. Vata, pitta, kapha. These are the three elements in the body. Vata is air, pitta is a fire, kapha is a earth or a water element which is uh, bodily, we can see the people who are into the universe, they are divided into the three groups. And again, with the permutations and combinations, people, you can see them, there's a number of people are with the combinations are there. Let us talk about these uh, three types of body types, how they impact on the individual, how they are uh, vulnerable to uh, go for um, uh, having you know, detoxification procedures for the different levels. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, sometimes what happens are uh, people 
some people they stick to the regular routine some people they can stick easily they can fall apart and for those type of people we need to have a regular coaching is required regular continuous coaching is required to reinforce their habits and they maintain good health that is the importance is that uh, like you you are a life coach these people who are seeking for maintenance of good health they need to in, in communication with you and touch base with you mm-hmm. then attending this educating and reinforcing then that every time when they are reinforcing the uh, new habits our old habits readdressing again and again then you can maintain proper health So Dr. Shaker, let me emphasize on something here that you've been talking about the three types, right? And you said some of us have, you know, um mixed types and it's not, you know, one, you know, it's not one, you know, the dosha yep. beta and so what is I mean, do is it necessary for us to know where we are first? It's not necessary. It, it's both ways is is important. One has to know about their individual body types. Once they know the body types, then what are the weaknesses they can find for example i'll tell you this is the time is in a, a lot of uh, sweets and cookies and um, desserts and everything alcohol and everything consumption is more in the christmas holidays and new year holidays right. and this time so the people who are tend to have a kapha type of personalities the kapha means uh, the fluidity and heavy body type of personality they are prone to go into that route and they they indulge and eat more carbohydrate foods and more fried foods more heavy foods and sweet foods so whereas vata type of people they may not inclined to go that level and the pittas are maintained balanced way so one has to understand what is their individual body constitution mind constitution on the basis of that it can help them easily what what type of coaching is required what type of uh, uh, detoxification is required we can tailor their individual personalized uh, detoxification programs can be in, in, uh, incorporated into their life so habits obviously understanding their their routines their habits like what would that person um does on a daily basis what type of food they eat what kind of exercises they do that can also help uh in 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 the in the coaching process you know to figure out exactly how someone can be helped right as well certainly 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 so, that's very important because that way people are aware about that and what type of exercises are good for them and right. how they can maintain that exercise pattern into their day to day life life is well, a well, process it definitely is so i i recommend the people that people who are first of all uh, people who are looking for an um, uh, objectives of um, good health and uh, maintaining of a perfect health in terms of that uh, it is a journey of healing so first they have to start with the baby steps what are the right. changes they can do it what are the weaknesses in their physiology what type of things they are doing whether it is physical abuse or mental abuse psychological abuse anything which is underlying the situation like that which is causes the problem like that and they need to address those areas and points these are the areas i like to change i like to change then we can work on those areas let us start basic steps like a baby steps which we call as baby steps and in those baby steps when they are doing okay let us focus on that because what happens when the body is a detox I mean, the toxins are built up in the body like is natural if your house is a little bit dirty and you will make it little bit more dirty and as you are making dirty and dirty 
then it's a collector of all the papers and the files and everything is there one day you take a time off okay today i am going to clear the clutter then next time when you are doing something you don't make it a clutter again again after some period of time again you fall apart and again you make it a clutter that is the reason we try to do spring cleaning house cleanings like that and garage sales are available in this area so we try to recycle certain things like that our body also needed to be recycled let's just remind our listeners we are to, we are speaking with dr shaker he's an ayurvedic doctor and he's been practicing ayurveda since 1988 worldwide and he is also the founder of a wellness center in pennsylvania in coopersburg pennsylvania Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. A successful retirement plan has a couple of key ingredients. It's in the market when the market is up. It's out of the market when the market is down. And when you're ready to access those gains, you're able to access them legally without having to pay taxes. I'm Rick Kelly. I've been in the benefit business for the past 28 years, mostly helping business owners with their medical plan and company's retirement plan. I turned 55 last year. I got to thinking, what would it be like? Could I actually afford to retire? So I took a look at my situation. I realized that while I was doing pretty well, I wasn't as well off as I thought I was. And I need more to be able to retire. I wanted to find answers for me and anyone else for that matter who needed help with figuring out how they were going to beat the retirement game. I came across the 101 plan. It sets up a life insurance contract that has a cash account. At Safe Money Solutions, we educate you about what exactly the 101 plan is and how it might benefit you. I think this 101 plan is the best supplemental retirement plan available. I wish it had been available 25 years ago. Contact Rick Kelly at Safe Money Solutions to learn more about the 101 plan and to find out how to turn your IRA or 401k from an old job into a safe money solution for life. Visit www.safemoneyanalysis.com forward slash Rick. Welcome back, my friends. Thank you so much for being here. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. As you, uh, we started the show with um, one of my favorite guests, uh, Dr. Shaker, an Ayurvedic doctor who is classically trained in India and has been practicing teaching Ayurveda worldwide since 1988. You are listening to the best of 2013. I decided as the, as the year coming to close and uh, to share with you some of the highlighted, um, this is going to be more than one part. So, you know, we had a lot of great guests and a lot of best information had been shared here on the show in 2013. But today I chose four to play on the show and we started with Ayurveda. Now we're going to be moving to uh, Danielle Melstein. And Danielle, you know, I I started the the show also, you know, early this year. Um, this uh, this great uh, Russian immigrant had a lot of determination. Through determination, fortitude, and the right attitude, Danielle pulled out of impossible, difficult situation, and he is now living a true American dream. 
story is very inspiring. So, and he wrote um, his book, 17 Cents and a Dream, My Incredible Journey from the USSR to Living the American Dream. It's really, truly, it's very both dramatic, autobiography, and true American success. And a manual for anyone who dreams of becoming successful in today's competitive world of finances and sales. So I am going to share with you right now um, some of the highlighted from the interview that I did with Danielle. So here we are. Enjoy. We have great guests, great inspirational guests. Danielle Melstein, the best-selling author of ABC of Sales and the author of a new book, 17 Cents and a Dream, My Incredible Journey from the USSR to Living the American Dream. His new book, True American Success Story, and a manual for anyone who dreams of becoming successful in today's competitive world of finances and sales. Today, Danielle is the founder and the CEO of a billion-dollar corporation, Gold Star Financial Group. Thank you for being here, Dan. I really appreciate it, you coming by and sharing your book with us. Thank you very much. Uh, came to this country at a young age, and uh, you had a, a, such a dramatic uh, experience growing up in uh, the USSR, and uh, you migrated to the U.S., and I'm glad you did because now look at the things that you are doing. Um, you're paying back. Can you tell us a little bit? Can you share a little bit to you know with us and our listener what you know what really had inspired and and how um, the journey? Because I mean, in your book, you mentioned it a little bit. Yes, of course. Um, I came to the United States on a cold December fourth of 1991. Um, we were political refugees. Uh, we came to the United States with uh, we were allowed to bring only one suitcase per person. And um, I had uh, 17 cents in my pocket that I brought illegally. Um, A friend of mine gave me some money to mail the letter back to let him know that I've made um, to the United States safely. And so that was my entire fortune. I came here with both of my parents, uh, my grandmother and my younger brother at the time. We didn't speak any English. We had no uh, place to stay initially until a community resident had donated one of the apartments for a short while until we were able to move into the projects. So I went through welfare, through food stamps. I have had very difficult uh, beginning, uh, and um, in the end, uh, I was able to achieve some of the uh, some of the goals that I've set for myself and some of the dreams. But life, uh, obviously, in today's world, is a lot different than what it was many years ago. Growing up in the USSR, it was quite difficult. Absolutely. On April 20- yeah, mm-hmm. well, on April 26, 1986, the greatest nuclear reaction or uh, accident happened, uh, which was ten times worse than the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. It was mm-hmm. in Chernobyl. I lived only 78 miles away from Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. To uh, uh, to tell you what happened back then is uh, the Soviet government uh, did not tell the world or its people uh, about the accident for at least two or three weeks after the accident. Um, so a week after the accident on May 1st, there was a May parade, which is equivalent to the Labor Day here in the United States. And the Soviet government ordered children and adults to walk the streets in celebration of the equivalent of the Labor Day. At the time, we had no idea that we were basically uh, risking our lives by walking the streets. 
right around the same time, my grandfather, who was a dentist, was uh, sent along with many other uh, of his colleagues to Chernobyl to treat local residents and um, uh, workers that were cleaning up the mess. Um, they had no idea at the time that by sending them to Chernobyl, the Soviet government had basically sentenced them to death. By the time mm-hmm. they realized what was happening, it was, it was already too late. Uh, shortly, about a year and a half after he returned from Chernobyl, my grandfather passed away. That's, uh, you know, it's hard to even imagine uh, what you had gone through. And uh, But, you know, I mean, can you share with us what, what drives you to be the person that you are today? Well, uh, while growing up, um, you know, we lived in, uh, in Kiev, capital of Ukraine, mm-hmm. in the USSR. Um, it was five of us living in a 335-square-foot apartment. Um, mm-hmm. So um, it was quite difficult growing up also because we were uh, Jewish by blood. Um, uh, may I remind you that in, during the communist um, uh, era, uh, no, no one could practice any religion, period. So just because we were Jews by blood, we were basically discriminated upon uh, or against, and um, it was quite difficult growing up. Uh, we survived Kill the Jews night and uh, many other um, accidents were denied the opportunity to go to colleges. And uh, um, So it was quite difficult. But coming here in the United States, uh, I had no, uh, no way of turning back. We surrendered our uh, Russian passports. Mm-hmm. We came to the United States. We had no money. Uh, we had nothing to fall on. It was just us, you know. Um, so in the earlier days, not speaking English, the only food we could afford was bananas. So I was on a banana diet for the first uh, for the first year. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, we realized early on that this was a wonderful country with many opportunities, and sure. um, if you just work hard, you could achieve anything. So shortly, six months after arriving to the United States, I was fortunate to get a job working at McDonald's. I was so impressed and thankful by the opportunity that I have actually painted the golden arches behind my bed. Hmm. My shift that nobody else wanted was from 5 o'clock in the morning until 8 o'clock in the morning. I was 16 years old. After that, I rushed to high school, and I came back and finished my shift. In my book, I'm, t- I'm uh, obviously going more into the detail, how, uh, you know, what it is that I did and how difficult things were, but between the school, McDonald's, and homework, I was literally working around the clock. And um, uh, thankfully for me, I was able to get the job at McDonald's, which helped me to instill some of the work ethics that I carry to this day. For example, I haven't called in sick since 1998. Mm-hmm. That or life, I'm in my offices assisting my customers and assisting my coworkers to achieve their own American dream. So the discipline, the, you know, you had the, obviously the, the discipline to, to, to go and do the things that you were doing and to become the person that you are. And now you are a head of a, a Inc. 500 company. That's an amazing success story. Um, but, you know, so can you pave the, the road for us, for people, just to give us a little bit, you know, um, what happened after that? How did you become interested in finances and, and uh, mortgages, and how do you? Sure. I have had numerous of odd jobs, and um, uh, here in, in Arbor, Michigan, I was walking the streets uh, in downtown, and I was very much impressed by the men and women dressed up in suits, walking in and out of this beautiful building. It was the bank, TCL Bank. And mm-hmm. one day, walking through the streets, 
I got enough courage to walk inside and ask for an application. And um, I applied for a job. I was wearing a T-shirt and a flip-flops. And uh, I was called back for an interview, and uh, I didn't have any clothes to wear at the interview. Um, And uh, to this day, uh, I don't know as to why I was given the opportunity um, to get a job at working at TCF Bank. Maybe the person interviewing me saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Maybe I reminded him of himself. Uh, but long story short, uh, I was given a chance to work at the bank. Uh, within a short 90 days, I was the top producer. I was an assistant consum- consumer lending manager. I was still going to college. And from there on, I didn't look back. I was just on the mission. I was in the treadmill. Um, I did fail twice by trying to go on my own outside of the bank. Um, and I've learned both times from my own mistakes. Uh, but I worked hard. I've, uh, I was like a sponge learning. And... Um, I didn't sit on the couch uh, with everybody else and complain about my life. I was there uh, taking no for an answer, um, and uh, I was just basically working hard um, around the clock to achieve my own American dream. Well, you know, one of the things that you said, you know, you, you were not sure what they what they saw in you. They must have believed in something in you or they saw something in you. I think it was in you. You believed in yourself. That's why you walked through that door and asked for that application and asked to, you know, to have the opportunity to be part of the bank. And uh, and you paved the way. And, uh, I mean, we all know if, you know, if you've ever been in sales, which, you know, I'm speaking on my own here, you know, you know you have to learn from your failure. Those are your stepping stone, you know, towards success. And you recognize that. I think that's one of the things. You're not giving yourself a credit. I'm trying to give you credit for it. Well, um, thank I think you. That's, yeah, go ahead. Oh, thank you. And, uh, I, you know, I have to agree with you, but I'm one of those people you know, many people come up to me. You know, now I have a second book that made the bestsellers list. Uh, I've, against all the odds, I was able to build uh, uh, a Link 500 company with over 500 associates and 48 offices across the country. People constantly come to me and basically say, hey, you're so successful. I wish I was you. And you know what? I'm one of those people. I'm not successful. I don't feel that I'm successful. I'm as good as my next client. I'm mm-hmm. as good as the next deal. The day I acknowledge that I'm successful would be the day when I close down my office, move my plaques and awards into my house, hang them on the wall in, uh, in my uh, you know, man cave, if you will, and uh, start giving the tour to younger people and telling them about the good old days. Up until, up until that happens, which you know I'm only 37 years old, so it would be at least 30, 40 years from now, I will be working hard and I'm as good as my next deal. Can you perhaps share some tips? with our listener to help inspire them to really truly follow their dreams no matter how difficult life can be just work hard never give up okay those are very simple yet uh, very direct and and i really do appreciate it again that you uh share your wisdom with us and i know i can look you up if i ever need to because mm-hmm. i know you were you were answering your phone so um so those are great things. And one more time, please go ahead and, and uh, go to Amazon and purchase that book. It's only $0.99. Cents. It's $0.17 cents and a dream um, in inspiring really true story. And, and, you know, all the proceeds go into a great cause for a great cause, you know, the, the Salvation Army. And Dan is, is doubling that. So what, what more can we, uh, can we say? Well, Thank you. Um, thank you very much for having me on your show. It's been a, a wonderful experience and, and a total pleasure. And I hope uh, 
when I'm done with book number three and four, uh, I would be asked to come back again. And, oh, uh, I would and love to over. have you. I would love for you to, to do so. And it really has been an honor for me to speak with you and to get to know you. And I want to learn more about you. Actually, it's, it's, uh, it's a great, uh, great finding. Thank you. Okay, welcome back, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thank you so much for joining us live or listening to the show archive. I am grateful for each one of you. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. You are amazing. So um, this was part two of the best of, uh, um, actually, this is part one, what we're doing today, the show, of the best was 2013, but you just listened to um, section two, if you want to say, one of the best guests that we had on the show, who came in and inspired us and shared a lot of inspiring, uh, um, their inspiring story or some of the great information that they have. Um, and that was Danielle Milstein, the author of, the best-selling author of 17 Cents and a Dream. So we will continue our inspirational hour, and this time we're going to be moving on to my friend, uh, Dr. Eldon Taylor, and his book, I Believe, When What You Believe Matters. Now, as I mentioned before, Eldon Taylor is the New York Times bestselling author. And some of the things that we talked about the book, you know, about on the show was, you know, was our, uh, what we know is nothing but perception of, you know, what we think or is our belief, you know, uh, um, nothing but perceptions. Is it possible to create balance, a great self-understanding, compassion and better life by carefully choosing our belief? And Dr. Uh, Alden Taylor, he likes to be called Alden only, um, he says, yes. What if we, um, what we perceive is what we believe, and what we believe makes up our life, and that's by me. <laughs> so William James said, the greatest revolution in our generation is the discovery that human beings, by changing the inner attitudes of their minds, can change the outer aspect of their life. So it's really my pleasure to um, share my uh, um, the interview that I did with uh, Alden Taylor and, uh, and and see some of the highlights that that we shared on the show here. So just give me here one second. We'll be right back. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com and you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea. Our guest today is Alden Taylor. Alden is an award-winning New York Times best-selling author of more than 300 books, audios, and video programs. He is the inventor of the patent inner talk technology, 
and the founder and president of Progressive Awareness Research. Alden has been called a master of the mind. Thank you again for being here, um, Dr. Taylor. I know you're so, you know, humble. You always go by your first name. You never say, but I want to, you know, mention that you have a doctor um, as well, right? So That's correct, Rhea. Okay. But, you know, the one thing I am absolutely convinced of uh, is that when it's all through, all said and done, and I know you know this, you teach this from your heart all the time, and and we step over to the next dimension, float over, drift over, (laughs) however we get there. Uh, We're not going to take our swimming pools, our automobiles, our our favorite suit. We're certainly not taking our diplomas and our awards and all that kind of thing with us. The only thing we're really going to take is our experiences. Mm-hmm. And those experiences are are the richest when they're involved with relationships. So to me, the three R's are not about reading, writing, and arithmetic. They're really about reality is relative to relationships. You know, when we create titles, when we do that kind of thing, we tend to distance ourselves. And, and so... You know, I I don't do it, I guess. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that I'm modest. I, I would rather just like to think that I'm ordinary, you know. We are just all the same. But you are beyond being just an ordinary. You are actually an extraordinary person, and I've known you for many years. I've listened to your shows, and I've read your books and materials, that, you know, all the work that you do out there. So you're definitely not an ordinary person. And I guess, you know, I mean, it, we do live in a society, however, it's very superficial, and people are very concerned with titles and, you know, so on and so forth. You know, why would I listen to you and why would I, you know, true, talk true, with true. you? So but people you know, associate, yeah, I mean, I, you know, unfortunately, you know, that's something that's never going to go away anytime soon. But, you know, in our mind, I'm, I'm absolutely on the same page with you. I have to add something, though, too, Please. to this, Hopperia, and that's, you know, I, I, the Tao teaches that, uh, you know, we are trained to look at things like a, a, a pot, a vase, mm-hmm. right. a wheel. Uh, in fact, a great quote comes from there are 18 spokes in the wheel, but it is the emptiness of the wheel that makes the wheel work. Right. And and for many people, that's what, what is meant by that. Well, you know, if you look at the hub of the wheel, the only way you're going to be able to put the wheel onto anything and, and make it carry a load is because it has holes right. in the wheel. Right. Well, when you look at a nice uh, pot, you know, and, and think of a clay pot that would be handmade, and, and think of how people would describe that pot. They would typically, you know, well, it's, uh, it's cast of a certain plaster, it's a certain color, it's finished a certain way, you know. Uh, what they're not going to describe is the space mm-hmm. within in the pot. There. Right. And, and you see, it is the right. space or the emptiness yeah. that sure. makes the pot usable in a very real sense you know if we can just if we can get ourselves in a frame of mind where we realize that in the order of the universe we all are both material and non-material and sometimes it's what we don't do sometimes it's it's the space in us that gives rise to the uh, our abilities to be as unique as we are. 
Absolutely. And, you know, that takes us into, um, you know, my thinking about what you were just saying. Also, it's our own perception of what we look at, right? What yes. we create, of course, our reality and how we look at things and how we perceive life as whatever it is, you know. So when we look at a, like you said, you know, you look at a bowl, you looking at the outside, it's made out of cast iron, it's made out of this, and you made out of that, but you really never really paid attention to the real thing, which is, you know, how much space is in there. What is hold? What can it hold? What you know the specification? You know the processing all that information to see the value of that whatever it is that you perceive in it is. And that takes me into your book. I believe. I mean, I, I really truly believe that your book invites people to a new state of awareness. You know, and I've been teaching this. You know, for for quite a you know few years now, and I truly believe I'm still questioning, and I still learn, and I'm still curious. I ask a lot of questions. <laughs> Actually, it's like even in my practice when I when I teach, you know, it's all a series of questions, and I notice, you know, you do the same thing. But why do you really believe? And and if you heard the beginning of the show, you know, I mean, there's a lot of different areas that affect our lives. And I, I, from my own perspective as a coach, you know, I, I look at things like, you know, what we think you know, obviously in our programs, our mental programs, our own beliefs that we had been inherited or had um, learned throughout our life, you know, affects how we live our life. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But I'd like you to take us a little bit more in depth into this. Why do you really believe or why do you think, we don't want to keep repeating the word believe here because we want to talk about the actual, the belief system that we have. Why do you think it affects our life in every aspect of it? Well, you know, the answer to that is I believe it from a number of, of, of different domains. And, and, and actually we have, you know, I don't know, 10 or 12 questions in your last statement, so let me just kind of pick it up. And I know, right? This. Okay, yeah, that's good. I like it. I love it, Rhea. You know, uh, by way of a bit of a background, for years and years, because I've studied this almost all my life, for years and years I asked myself questions like, why do people do these things? I mean, this is just mm-hmm. silly. This was a crazy thing for them mm-hmm. to do. And often, you know, I was asking these questions back in the days that maybe, you know, I'd just taken a confession as a result of a lie detection examination, and somebody had told me, well, I stole this in order to fix up the room for, for my new baby that was coming, because doesn't my baby deserve a room? In other words, they were rationalizing away right. what they were doing based right. on a need somewhere. You know, and and as you know, we we ran some studies at the prison system, and and we discovered out there that that they displaced responsibility by and large for their activity uh, by blaming it on society or blaming it on their parents. I mean, ah, but for the grace of God, there go you kind of thing. So, you know, what it all sorted down to from my life experience was these people have got a fundamental flaw in their belief system. Right. Not their not their religious belief, but their life beliefs. Right. Okay, now from an academic standpoint, you go into the literature, you conduct studies, you you know, you look at the research that's been done. And when you're all said and done from an academic perspective, you also walk away and say it is life beliefs, period, end of quotation. You know, mm-hmm. this morning I received an email from Edward Adelson. Uh, he's uh, the Department of Brain and Cognitive Sciences, Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence Lab at MIT. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, this was all about one of, one of the illusions that he has 
that I, that I just absolutely love. Because what it amounts to is, here's a chessboard. And we are so conditioned, so perceptually predisposed to see what we expect to see that, that when we look at this chessboard, we know white, dark, white, dark, white, dark is the pattern of the chessboard. Mm-hmm. However, if you take two pieces that are the same shade of gray and place them in light, dark areas, in other words, you place the two, one in the dark and one in the light, you will still see light, dark, even though they're the same shade. It's an amazing experience that is just based on our perceptual mm-hmm. need to see the world as we preconceive it. Now, right. that, you know, that's a... So then the third thing is what I think of as the so-called anomalous, unexplained. Right. You know, uh, William James said, uh, an axiom is a law. It always is true. So if you say a, all crows are black, I only need to find one white crow to know the law is false. Well, now look, when I went to school, college, I was told in, the, in sometime in your 30s, brain cells begin to die. And the brain is one area where those cells do not replace. False. Neuroplasticity. We know right. that's false. Right. Okay, I was told IQ is fixed. False. Mm-hmm. IQ is mm-hmm. not fixed. I was told uh, DNA is hardwired. False. Epigenetics shows us that your belief, what, what you think, the, the stuff in your mind influences your DNA. Well, these things begin to explain white crows. You know, we have multiple personality disordered patients in this world that in one personality blood sugar is normal snap your fingers they change personality they're hypoglycemic one uh, personality they are impaired seriously impaired vision the next personality they have perfect vision snap your fingers it, it goes on one personality there's a tumor cancerous tumor Snap your finger, that tumor on the, on, on the arm, the size of maybe a golf ball, disappears. Mm-hmm. One personality eye color is blue. Snap your fingers, eye color is brown. Now, wait a minute. What's happening with these people? Well, listen, the personality change takes place, and I'm not Susan. She's a stick in the mud. I'm Susie. I have fun. I party. <laughs> in other words, listen, I have changed my memory. Mm-hmm. I now have a different belief system about who I am. I, that belief system suddenly impacts my physiology. And almost, like I say, as fast mm-hmm. as snapping your finger, the physiology changes. When you go, wow, wait a minute, how is that possible? Well, the fact is, you may call it a white crow. We may think epigenetics underlies the, the, the actual mechanic of it, but it takes place. And the only thing we do know is that what has happened is the mind, the belief, the memory has changed. You know, you know, you know we, Alden, you said ahead, something, Rhea. and I just, I'm sorry, I just wanted to, uh, to, to put this point on, and you said it yourself, the no part. I think it's really limited by how much we know. 
you know. So obviously, you know, if they can't explain a certain things or they say, like, you know, the, the cells in the brain died after a certain age or, and they cannot be replaced or whatever, because at that time when that research was done, that's what the information was. They didn't, they based it on what they had at that time as well. Well, and, and science is a moving target, and we have to understand that. So, yeah, I mean, I assume you're referring to when I went to college and they gave us all the sick stuff, and right. today we've learned that, hey, that's just not true. And right. the interesting thing is we're learning even more. I mean, listen to this. You'll love this one. I attended a CEU a couple of weeks ago, right. and th- this was a, a neuropsychology um, CEU, and... Uh, when we get to the conclusion, the very end, there were two takeaway points that were made. Now, these are really important takeaway points. The first one was you absolutely can change. Not only can you change your IQ, change your personality, you know, but you can even change your, the physical nature of your brain. You can add gray matter to your brain. Okay, maybe we'll discuss some shortcuts as to how you can do that before we're off the show. But the but change is absolutely possible. The mm-hmm. second takeaway, and this one will floor you because this is neuroscience. Now, I'm not talking about metaphysics, and I'm not talking about you know something in the other. This was a this this was a continuing education course for behavioral scientists. Um, you know. The healthcare providers, the the so-called experts, and this was a neuroscientist giving this. And the bottom line, the second takeaway: you can only change mm-hmm. what you believe you can change. Absolutely. Anyone that tells you that it's easy is really—they're yeah. only looking at a superficial level. We can change, and we can begin changing immediately. You, we can think of it ourselves in a sense as like a, a a large body of clay, you know, and I want to turn this clay into something really outstanding, a Michelangelo-type sculptor. Well, uh, I, I, I'm not going to do that overnight. I'm, I'm going to begin to change it immediately, and I'm going to be able to see that change immediately, but I'm not going to complete the process. Indeed, I, I'm probably not. Uh, I believe life is that process of living into ourselves and becoming all that we are potentially capable of being, including and especially appreciating our unique nature and its overall contribution to the whole. I am certain that I am an experience experiencing. Mm-hmm. We are all an experience right this minute, experiencing. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I, had, when, when I had that epiphany, it occurred to me immediately how that changes everything. Right. I'm not thinking of myself as going back to where we opened. Dr. Eldon Taylor, mm-hmm. living in Spokane, Washington, has a little With your horse beautiful bride. I love how you yeah, always talk you know, about your wife as your beautiful yeah. bride. <laughs> I, I, I don't think of myself that way now. Right. I think of right. myself as a verb, not a noun, not right. a name, place, and thing, right. but a verb. Right. I am experiencing, and, and by recognizing the experience, I could be fully in the moment and fully mindful, and I can share my experience 
with you, with all, with, with with everyone in that's involved in your show right this minute, all the listeners, and maybe those that will listen to a recording years down the road. As Walt Whitman said, though our hearts are stout and brave, still they're beating distant funeral marches to the grave. You know, so maybe I'm long gone. And they're still listening. Nevertheless, the experience, that's what's real. That's what lasts. That's what endures. You want to live forever? Leave them with something to remember you by, right? Yes. yes. That's why I always say, I mean, you know, always. Oh, well said. I love the experience, and you are great. Thank you. Oh, I thank you with all my heart. Thank you so much. And thanks to everybody who's listening. Question your beliefs and why do they exist in your life and, and where are they coming from? Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Dr. David Kenneth Waldman founded To Love Children. When I met Dr. David Kenneth Waldman in my office, Uh, when I was the minister in charge of gender and he came to sell me this idea, his vision of of, uh, the girl-child education, I impressed it because I thought this is the way we would be able to empower our young girls. Please go to tolovechildren.org and donate. Thank you for helping me to take my passion and turn it into action. Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Oh, my goodness. I am inspired all over again. We are listening today. We have a very special, inspiring hour with you. Um, the best of 2013, some of the best guests we had, some of the best information shared on the show. And I really, truly, I hope I inspired you to take a close look at your life and make some positive changes for yourself that are serving your purpose. So, you know, so far we had talked about how we connect our mind and body through and soul through the practice of Ayurveda, the Ayurvedic medicine. And Dr. Shaker came in and told us a little bit more about some of the things that we can do and some of the things that we can try to avoid all together. And then we talk with Danielle Milstein, the author, uh, the best-selling author of 17 Cents and a Dream. And he shared his inspiring story, the true inspirational story of determination, fortitude, and the right attitude. He had pulled himself out of the impossible and into, and, and, and into a possible, a powerful life story that he is living right now he actually a billionaire and uh he came into this uh this country uh with a 17 cents and uh and a dream and he made his dream came true and just before the break you were listening to dr alden taylor my dear friend and his book i believe when what you believe matters and he talked about you know our own perception our own our self beliefs our the belief system that we have and why some of them sabotage us and do not allow us to really live our life the way we should be living 
And uh, I, I mentioned, you know, my own, you know, um, insight on this. What you perceive is what you believe, and what you believe makes up your life. So maybe it's time to question your own belief system and see what you are believing right now. Is it true? Is it really true? And uh, the last part of, uh, um, of today's show, we're going to be talking with, uh, you're going to listen to um, Greg Merriweather, the uh, author of uh, The Blueprint in the Depression 180. Um, he basically, just to give you a little background, I'll let you hear the whole, well, not the whole part of the interview with him. You know, if you ever know someone who had been struggling with anxiety or depression, or you know um, how um, how difficult it is to actually overcome some of these uh, difficulties, and we know that some of these um, illnesses, all they concern to be diseases in, in the body, um, really sort of shut down mentally and, and uh, physically uh, because of it. But Greg, you know, over for over 25 years had been struggling with depression, and uh, and he actually um, felt really stuck, and he has been searching for a way to end up, to end all this, to, to end his despair and uh, hopelessness. And a couple of years ago, Craig made himself the commitment, and that's what he, you're going to hear from that. It's really, truly inspirational from him. Like I said, I feel I'm inspired all over today because it takes the commitment. I always say it takes a commitment to do something, to change something in your life. So he had that commitment to change his life and to end the depression once and for all. He has been described as a wake-up call, giving people the tools and the information they need to energize and revitalize their life, enable them to end depression and to create the life that they actually want. And he, you know, he also mentioned, you know, it's not an easy, he never said it's an easy thing to do, but it takes First, you have to start with the commitment. I'm really excited about putting this together for you guys. So you will have a part two, uh, perhaps maybe part three. I don't know. We'll see if I can um, um, do that for you for um, some of the best guests that we had. But right now, enjoy enjoy what uh, Craig has to say about depression and how he overcame it. Here you go. Please help me welcome our guest, Craig Mary Weather. <laughs> Thank you so much for letting me be on your show. It's fun. Thank you. It's my pleasure. It's always my pleasure. And, and you know, you and I, we talk a little bit off the air, and, and uh, I find you to be very inspiring to many listeners. And I hope, you know, I, I want to reiterate again, the show is intended to be for information purpose and thought-provoking. So whatever you hear us talking about today could be a very sensitive topic, but uh, uh, Greg is here to share his personal experience dealing with depression, and let's jump right into it, um, Craig. Tell us a little bit more about your story, if you don't mind, just to give us a little background, what really had inspired for you and uh, what you had gone through. Sure. Well, it, it's something that I've been, I'd struggled with uh, for quite a long time, probably since I was a, a teenager, but it was kind of a thing where it, it just became normal. It became a normal way of living, normal way of feeling, uh, sort of like that frog that sits in the pot of water and you slowly heat it up. The frog's not going to notice that the water is heating up until it's too late. And and uh, that's the way it was for me, and I'm, I'm sure it's probably uh, the way for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, but I just, I didn't 
no anything was wrong um, until you just hit that rock bottom place of I just can't feel like this anymore. My, you know, life is is just miserable. It's it's, it's I don't feel good, and uh, it got to a point where I just I don't I don't want to do this anymore. And uh, so the the options are you know basically you can stay where you are. That wasn't a good option for me. Uh, you know, you could go further down into the darkness and maybe even you know, decide to, to commit suicide, that's obviously not a great option either. So the other only other option is to get out. And I decided just for my family's sake, uh, for my son's sake, that um, I had to find a way out of depression. And my issues, though, were that I didn't have any money, I didn't have any health insurance. And so I just couldn't go more of the traditional route. I also knew some people who had been on antidepressants, and it didn't really help them. It, uh, they had these horrendous side effects uh, that they, they went through when they were on antidepressants. So it was hard to get off them when, once they decided to get off them. Uh, so I didn't want to do that route either. So it became this huge uh, self-help project, the ultimate mm-hmm. self-help project, the, the ultimate do-it-yourself. And so I just started getting book after book and doing program after program and researching and researching and researching. And, and what I was amazed is the the information that actually is out there. It's, it's sort of underground. Um, it's not wide in the open. There's lots of money being uh, spent to promote antidepressants um, as the one-pill cure-all. But what I found was there's so many different ways depression can show up in your life. Um, depression really is just a, a warning signal. There's some, uh, like a check engine light for the unconscious mind to get the attention of the conscious mind sort of like the way pain in the body is a signal that you need to address the situation you're feeling pain in your lower abdomen you know are you are you having stomach issues do you have appendicitis you need to find out what that pain is and address the issues well depression is the same way it's a signal a check engine light but unfortunately just like your check engine light doesn't tell you exactly what the the issues are so it, it does take some investigation it takes some detective work but what I found is that study after study that's, that's been published in leading medical and scientific journals show uh, all these different methods that can reduce, if not eliminate, depression in your life. And it's just people aren't talking about it. And so, you know, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a, I'm not a neuroscientist or brain surgeon or anything like that. I'm just somebody who went through depression and found all these methods, this huge toolbox full of methods mm. for, for ending depression. And, and uh, Dr. Daniel Amen uh, says being diagnosed with uh, depression is like being diagnosed with chest pain. And what he means by that is, like, let's say you go to the doctor and say, I'm, I'm feeling pain in my chest. And the doctor says, uh, oh, well, you have chest pain. Here's a prescription. Take this pill. Uh, see you in, in six weeks. It's like, well, no, I, I know I have chest pain. That's why I'm here. Doctors need to find out why there's chest pain. Are you having a heart attack? Uh, do you have lung cancer? Do you have uh, hepatitis? You know, have, have you, you know, are you just having heartburn from all the tacos you ate last night? Do you, have you recently <laughs> suffered a, a gunshot wound? You know, there's a, a lot of different reasons wow. you could be experiencing pain in the chest. The doctor's purpose is to examine, to find out why specifically you're having those those chest pains, and they usually do. You know, you could just throw pills at a person, and you know, a lot of averages would say, well, some people are going to get better on those pills. 
but not everybody because everybody might have a different, everybody's going to have a different uh, reason why depression is showing up in your life. You know, it could be as uh, simple as, you know, low vitamin C in, in your, your diet and you're not eating enough fruits and vegetables. You know, you know that, um, remember back from high school, uh, history class, scurvy, that sailor's disease back in the 1700s, one of the um, signs of scurvy was that you were depressed a lot. And, and uh, so it could be low vitamin C, it could be uh, low vitamin B12, it could be low vitamin D, not getting enough sunlight. Um, it could be, you know, of course, emotional trauma that's that's uh, um, in your memory and is, is coming up and, and you're dealing with that. It could be just the negative thought patterns in your in your brain. Could be so many different things, it, and it could be hypothyroidism. It could be um, a reaction to a medication you're on. There are about a hundred, at least a hundred medications, over-the-counter medications and prescription medications, where side effects uh, include depression. Um, you know, so that could actually be called. I mean, that's, that's so interesting. I didn't know that. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, even. Um, Actually, strangely, uh, one of the um, reactions people have to antidepressants is depression. And uh, for about, uh, there's an article that was released in the journal Neuron uh, in 2012, which uh, Dr. Renee Hen, who's a uh, pharmacologist at uh, Columbia University, found that in about uh, half the population, antidepressants decrease serotonin in the brain. And serotonin is that neurotransmitter, that brain chemical that, uh, amongst very many other things, can uh, create happiness and, and feelings of well-being in your in your system, in your body and, and brain. And so, it might antidepressant might actually lower that in your brain and thus cause depression. And so, you know, it's it's not easy to find exactly why depression, but but it is it is possible. And whether that's uh, seeing a, a doctor get some blood tests to look at vitamin D or, or testosterone as men grow older. Uh, a 50-year-old man has Some about, of the hormones, right. Yeah, has about 20% less testosterone in his body than he did in his 20s. A 70-year-old man has about 50% less uh, testosterone. Testosterone can uh, cause depression. Um, there's just so many different ways, and it's that you have to start the detective work to find out because it can be cured. There are ways of dealing with it, and it will probably take some life change, certainly. You know, if you want to change some things in your life, you're going to have to change some things in your life. But and whether that's a, a diet thing or increasing exercise or, um, you know, taking a, a, a supplement like 5-HTP, which actually creates serotonin in the brain or something like that. I mean, there's tons of different what ways. What is that, that 3-H serotonin in the, in the brain? What's the... F- that's uh, the, one of them is that, well. There's lots of supplements. There's supplements that you can find at your uh, health food store in the supplement department. Um, one of them is called 5-HTP. It's 5-hydroxytryptophan. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. What it is is um, it's something that occurs naturally in your body. Your body creates it when it absorbs tryptophan from the food that you eat. Tryptophan is that thing in in turkey that supposedly makes you sleepy when you eat too much at Thanksgiving. But if um, your body's not absorbing enough tryptophan, it can't make 5-HTP, and you need 5-HTP to make serotonin in your brain. 
uh, you can take supplements. Really honored and, and grateful that you're here to share your experience because it's it's not an easy thing to you know to talk about a topic like this, especially if you were in it, you know. And uh, I mean, I had anxiety, and I thought it was a great deal. So I can't even imagine what depression. You know, it's like, so I, I can't even put myself in your shoes, and I would not want to do that either. Um, yeah. But uh, um, it had to have been really painful for you, you know, to kind of, you know, start doing the work and, and taking, you know, these steps to um, to really pretty much, are you, you feel like you're depression-free now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, here's, here's the thing. I, I, I don't want to give people the impression that uh, emotions are bad. Um, oh, you got to, yeah. Me, yeah. To me, we're, we're human beings, and we, we are wired to feel the full spectrum of human emotion. So I don't believe sadness is bad or, or grief or anger or, or stress even. I think there's a time and place for all those. What the, the problem comes is when you get stuck in that sadness or that anger or that stress or that grief, when that becomes normal, when that becomes your you know, emotional set point, like you, you set a thermostat, for 74 degrees, when and whether it gets too hot or too cold, your your air conditioning or heat will will bring that back to that set point of 74 degrees. Well, you know, no matter what happens, uh, your your body will readjust to that emotional set point that you're set for, and that's set for depression, sadness, anger, anxiety, uh, stress. You know, you will be, uh, you know, no matter how happy you might get on an occasion, you'll just revert right back down to that emotional set point and that's when when the problems start that's when you start feeling like this week after week and month after month and year after year uh where you start getting physical problems yeah yeah um well the the uh first of all if you really want to you know as much as i'd like to change the world and change other people and get them to live the, the happiness that they, they really deserve to live in you really got to get to a point in your own life where you're irritated at where you are in life. You, you got to get to that rock bottom place, or at least to the point where you've decided you're not going to stay this way anymore. When when you've suffered enough, you're going to start making the changes in your life that you want. And but if you're comfortable with your with where you are, and even if that means you're uh, comfortably miserable. Um, you got to stay that way. There's no reason for you to, to change. You're comfortable. But once you get to that point where you're being poked with a sharp stick and you're tired of it, you will make the changes because this will take some life changes, whether it's your diet or, or putting exercise as a, a, something in, uh, into your daily routine or, or any, any of these things. Uh, it will take some tweaks to your lifestyle. So you got to get irritated enough, and then you really have to make a decision and commit because once you start moving out of that comfort zone you've been in, you're going to, your brain, your, your subconscious brain will start, you know, trying to get you back in that comfort zone. It doesn't like being uncomfortable. Most people don't. So you'll find ways to trip you up, and you will get frustrated. You might get disappointed at times. It's like, well, you, but if you're committed, you're going to keep going. There's... It's a lifestyle change. It's a lifestyle change. If you want to change some things in your life, you're going to have to change some things in your life. And that's the action. It's not action for a week or two. It's action forever. And that's a little scary, but you're taking action now. You're just, you're just kind of redirecting the action you're taking.
Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Wow, thank you, Craig, for inspiring us to really look beyond, you know, um, all the difficulties, that, whether it's physical difficulties or mental difficulties. And, and uh, you were listening to Greg uh, um, Merriweather, and uh, he was talking about depression and how he overcame it. And by, you know, having the commitment, having the drive, by looking at all the different causes of some of the issues that he's having and why they having them, why he was having them. And uh, now, as I know, that he is depression-free and he's teaching and, 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 and enlightening other people to do that. So thank you for inspiring us. And, you know, I have to tell you, um, I am really, I just want to put it out there, I'm grateful for every guest that I, we had in 2013. I look forward to more great guests in 2014. I mean, every guest we had in 2013, and I look forward to more great guests in 2014 and uh, for inspiring us. Thank you guys for coming on the show, inspiring us, and sharing a lot of great information. And as you know, I also host some of the shows by myself, and, you know, I've been uh, done a lot of uh, life lessons on the show with you. And, uh, you know, but without you, you know, there will be no show. So I do want to thank you all for listening to this show and also for supporting this show. And before we go off the air, I just wanted to mention that this show will be archived shortly. Also be available on the Stitcher app for download to listen to it on your app. Uh, um, if you have the app, Stitcher app, you can also listen to it on iTunes or you can just come back here to Block Talk Radio and listen to it any place that you, it's easier for you. Um, we encourage you to do and go ahead and listen to some of the great episodes we had in 2013. I will um, do another show where I pick another four guests that we uh, picked for this year, that they were one of the best uh, that we uh, hear on the radio, that we thought, you know, they give us a lot of great information. And uh, I also wanted to share with you, you know, my audio book. I, I think my audio book, Your Life, Your Way, the 10 must-have goals to improve your life could make a great gift for someone who you know can use the help that they need for a small amount you really can you know, give them a lot of great tools. And that book is available by either going to my website, www.coachingbyria.com, or you can go to iTunes and download the book from there. I will also provide some digital um, uh, cards. I will get that so I can share that with you guys, so how you can go and, and share those digital cards with somebody so they can go and get their own download themselves. So, and, and until next time, I will leave you with the foreword from my book uh, by Ken Kaplan. And then, um, you know, so as always, stay amazing. You guys are amazing. Much love to you all. Much love. Everyone in life needs a coach, and I mean everyone. The problem is when I met Rhea Wilkie in the fall of 2008, I would never have agreed with that statement. I thought things were going fine. I had just opened up 
my own law practice, and I stumbled upon Rhea Wilkie through a mutual friend. I started working with Rhea Wilkie as a way to help me with my professional practice. And what I came to learn is that my professional practice, my opportunities business-wise, was so closely intertwined with my personal life and that making changes in my personal life was the surest, most direct way to enhance my professional life. I had no idea at that time that issues like self-esteem, passion, self-growth, self-development, relationship with people, which seemed like personal issues, were really issues that were driving my professional life. Rhea helped me so greatly get through these personal issues, and the results were almost astounding and unexpected in my professional life, that once I dealt with personal issues, my professional practice flourished. I'm so grateful for having met Rhea Wilkie. I'm so grateful for her friendship, and I'm very happy that she is bringing her technique on this audio CD, offering it to all those who are interested. Ken Kaplan, 2013. Thank you. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com and you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea. Coach Rhea is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world.